0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by Jason Shear. I am merely Mike Luke. All right. A lot to get to this show. Um, You could tell we were both at uh, Coach's uh, Signing Day Presser, Jason. And even though this class isn't rated maybe as highly as last year's was, you can tell there's a lot of quiet confidence in Jed Fish and what he's got right here.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could just kind of tell they, they spoke highly and, and Jed did say a couple times they're not done yet, but they absolutely like I, I, I would say if you got the coaches privately and asked them if there's any guys, they're just not very high on, but they wound up taking. I don't think there's any of them. I, I think that they legitimately believe that every member of this class can be a contributor.
0: Yeah, and you know that's kind of the same thing I'm thinking. And let's just start at the very beginning, Jacob. If you could get uh, Braden Dorman's highlights up here, because the class kind of starts and ends with the quarterback. Um, this is a k- big kid, six foot five, out of uh, out of Colorado. Obviously, they prioritized him very early on in the process. And uh, Jed Fish uh, made a point of saying that he was the Dorman was the guy that they wanted to get from the West Coast, and they were able to get him, Jason.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Jed's going to take one quarterback at least every cycle. doesn't matter how many are on the roster, and, and it's what he should do. It's a strategy I agree with. Dorman is a guy that they found early. They, uh, they made him the top target, the top realistic target, and they love him. He's about as prototypical as a quarterback as Jed Fish has landed at Arizona, has a fantastic arm. He's mobile even though he's big, but that's not really his game. Um, but he he's he's really good. I mean, he's going to fit the system. And Fish was already previewing the the quarterback competition. Once Jaden Delora leaves, it's going to be
0: Noah Fafita versus, versus Brayden Dorman. Okay, now let's get to another guy that we've got that would be protecting Braden Dorman. Raymond Polito is a, a very interesting guy, um, offensive tackle right here, Alabama commit. And uh, Jed Fish talked about him. This is a massive, massive individual. He said he's about six, seven, three, fifteen. And you know, with Jordan Morgan coming back at the left tackle position, Polito's going to have an opportunity to start across from him.
1: Yeah. So Polito's really interesting because they they believe that his long term future is at tackle. But if he comes to campus and he's solid at guard, they'll play the, They'll play him there to begin with because he's a really, really good prospect. Um, You know, Alabama signing an offensive lineman and it, it was a legitimate change of heart. Now, Polito wanted to be closer to home. Arizona never stopped recruiting him. Brendan Carroll went to one of his basketball games a few weeks ago and, and they've been recruiting him ever since. But he can play guard. He can play tackle. Um, his biggest disadvantage right now is probably the fact that he's unable to enroll early. So that might put him behind a little bit. But he's a kid where they pretty much see him. Once he gets into that rotation, he's going to start every game similar to a to, to, big Jonah or, you know, a guy like that.
0: Yeah. Looking across the board right here, this was a recruiting class, Jason, that um, when Jed fish talked about it, he said, if I'm going to miss, if we're going to miss, we're going to miss big on kids. Um, he, and uh, he talked about it too with, uh, and let's talk about a guy like a Tylen Gonzalez. We're not going to run any clips of him, but this is a kid sick. I mean, just a massive dude, six foot six, 245 pounds out of New Mexico. And, When uh, he and Doherty were asked about Tylan Gonzalez um, and, you know, not having a ton of other offers, he said there was um, he said he didn't publicize a lot, but he probably had some other options. Coaching staff loves this kid.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this kid, it's it's a fun story. So he committed and I and I go to a coach and I'm not going to name names. I said, can I film with this kid? Can you help me get in contact with the high school coach and I'll get film myself? No, we can't but I want to put film out there and get him a rating. doesn't matter. Don't care about the rating. <laughs> so, right. Right. Hey, magically. Now that he's signed, I believe someone posted on our message board, there is film that popped up, but he's not a social media guy at all. He doesn't publicize his offers. He had more than that. He had sec offers impact. 12 they love him and they like him to the point where they're like, no, we're cool. If he doesn't have a rating, we we don't care. And usually <laughs> a coach be like, no, you got to get this guy as many stars as possible in Arizona. It's like, Nope. You don't even have to talk about him if you don't want to. They they think he is going to be a a very very good player. And the thing about him also that you got to keep in mind, with a lot of times with with offensive linemen and their their feet, um, he's a basketball player and he's a pretty good one. And that that's something that often translates
0: to football. All right, yeah. And look, he's gonna be, is he gonna be on the defensive line? Uh, offensive line, right? You're gonna Off- play him on the offensive line, then, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does because when you look at it, when you look at some of his stuff, he's got flexibility right there where you could see him on both sides because he's just such a massive individual right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you take him, Polito, Jonah, Wendell Moe, and all of a sudden you got some young guys that have a lot of potential on that offensive line.
0: Right. All right. Now let's talk about at the receiver position, but first the four peaks, all right. Let me tell you about the four peaks here. A lot of people associated with the four U of A big men. It's not just the four U of A big men. It is the official brew of PHNX sports. Check it out. the Downtown location at Tempe. You've also got the, uh, they've also got it served here at tap and bottle watch parties. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. Enjoy responsibly Four peaks. And again, always good stuff going on down there. And, the tap and bottle watch parties. We're getting those coming right back up here for Arizona, uh, Arizona basketball uh, men's and women's lots of good stuff. There four peaks is down there and Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Uh, We've had a lot of people. It's fun to go down there, yell at the TV, talk about a lot of different things. And uh, so again, check it out. Tap and bottle watch parties. All right. Now um, let's get to a few of these comments here. Everyone wants to know about Jordan Morgan. Uh, Jordan Morgan tackle out of uh, a obviously was an NFL pick. Arizona's best offensive lineman this past year tore his knee up. He's announced that he's, or Jed Fish announced that he's going to be coming back. Um, wh- why? And what was the process behind that decision? So Jordan Morgan was going pro.
1: Uh, he, he had told people his inner circle, told people he was going to pro. He had surgery. It was successful. Um, he actually didn't tell Jed, Jed tweeted on Friday night, if you remember when Flo and all those guys were in, Jed tweeted, it's a great weekend. That was about the commits, and that was actually the moment he found out Jordan Morgan was coming back. So this news is only a few days old. I think at the end of the day, what happened was he is not going to be fully recovered and ready to play from the surgery until August. So he can't work out for any teams, and his draft stock is... Basically, he's betting on himself to come back to Arizona, put together a really good season. There's a couple NFL teams. Chicago Bears are one of them that basically said if you put forth a a strong last season, like we look at you as a possible first round draft pick. Right. And so he's going to come back to Arizona, try to do that. And he's probably it's it's figuring he's healthy and all that. It's going to pay off. He'll he'll be a, a first couple round type of guy.
0: Okay. So that's a guy you could possibly look at him and Polito as possibly being bookends again. It's not going to be easy, but you could, there is that possibility right there.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? Arizona is probably going to add a couple offensive linemen. Jetfish said they have 13. They want to get to 15. Um, there's a couple on the roster that I think may wind up leaving or, or some other situation. So they're going to get to to 15. So I could see them, you know, getting the transfer portal or going the Juco route for two more and, I think tackle is probably the, the biggest position of need, not because of Morgan, but but the other side. I think it's probably the offensive line position that's most open.
0: All right. He's not part of the high school class, but let's talk about uh, Justin Flo. That is the guy that obviously, and J- uh, Jacob, if you could uh, toss that one up on there. Uh, this is a guy who was a mega, mega high school recruit. As Jed Fish said, the highest rated high school recruit to, uh, to, uh ever come to Arizona he's going to be lined up right oh he's going to be lined up right (laughs) next to Jacob Manu um again had some injuries at Oregon but you could tell that Jed Fish was very very excited and I think expects him to be a big time player immediately when when Justin Flo is healthy he's a freak I mean we're watching the the
1: film up there now and you see him just annihilating dudes the problem is he wasn't able to, to stay healthy Oregon fans love him They just think he necessarily wasn't a great fit and he can't, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. This guy is as good of a linebacker prospect as there was when he came out of high school in quite a while. And the fact that he has, he has three years to play. Right. So it's not like he's a graduate. This is his last chance. If Arizona gets the Justin Flow or anything close to the Justin Flow that we expected out of high school, they have one of the best linebackers in the country. I mean, the guy was just an absolute freak coming out of high school. He is a risk you take every single day. I would assume the expectation is for him to come in and start. And fish was adamant that he is completely healthy.
0: He's completely healthy and linebacker. You got to remember, was certainly a position of need for Arizona. Again, we talked about Jacob Manu, but there's also, you know, you got to have somebody next to him. I think this probably puts Jerry Roberts into kind of a uh, reserve linebacker role, kind of a Jack of all trades, which I, which I'm fine with, um, but these two right next to each other, they could be some real problems. Um, speaking of which, uh, I've had a lot of people ask about Leviticus Sua where uh, he didn't sign obviously with Arizona that we know of. Um, but uh, where does Arizona stand with the linebacker at a modern day right now? Four star kid.
1: Yeah. He's committing in a month. So January 20th, the Polynesian bowl. I don't believe he signed. I'm not positive. And if he did, obviously I wouldn't ruin it anyway, but right. I really don't know if he signed. I think Arizona is in the lead. Um, You know, you got to assume that UCLA and Stanford are going to continue to to recruit him hard for the next month. Arizona is. Who knows if other schools try to get involved with NIL and all that. But Arizona right now, if if he committed today, I think he would have committed to Arizona.
0: All right, our guy Scotty Graham just liked a tweet that you were mentioned in, Coach Graham. If you were watching, you are a def- you are not a de facto member of the Back the A movement. You are a leader of the charge of the Back, <laughs> the, Back the A movement, right there. All right, game time. The official t- or the best ticketing app out there. You can get tickets through Game Time for sporting events, concerts, you name it. Game Time has got it for you. And here's the deal. You can many times get these at 60% off. Again, 60% off. We've had people on the post-game show who've talked about utilizing this. Anthony Jamino has this as one of the apps on his phone. So, again, check it out, Game Time, 60% off, and it's the best place for you to uh, get tickets last second to pretty much all of your stuff. Check it out, Game Time. And, again, uh, show notes and link in the description. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. All right. Now, let's talk about Genesis Smith, if you could bring that up uh, right there, Jacob. All right. Kid out of Chandler. um, Interesting guy. Hamilton kid, obviously. Six foot two. Fits really well into what Jed Fish wants to do. And I don't know that he's going to start this year, but I think uh, it would be a little bit of a surprise if he wasn't heavily involved in the safety rotation pretty much immediately, Jason.
1: If you ask me, a member of this class on the defensive side of the ball, the high school class, that – has a chance to start he'd be if not number one he'd be close to it they absolutely love him he was the top safety on their board and they landed other safeties Um, like you mentioned if he doesn't start he's absolutely going to be in the rotation he's really good in coverage which they haven't had in the last couple years Um, he can come up and hit but he's a guy that fits what they want from a safety in every way and listening to the coaches talk about him uh, you can just hear it that they they expect big things from this
0: kid sooner than later. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about um, just the size that Jed Fish wants to go with. And that's why I think it's interesting. Rich Rod was a really, really good coach. We all know that. Um, whoever got Rich Rod run out of town, though, we don't like you because that brought in someone. But the thing with Rich Rod, though, is that whenever he recruited, he was always bringing in smaller dudes. And that was pretty much across the board, whether that was at receiver, whether that was at line, whatever the case may be. That's what he was essentially doing. It's a little bit different now. Um, if they're going to miss, they're going to miss big. Let's now go to at the receiver position. Let's talk about a uh, let's talk about a Malachi Riley right here. This is a guy who at about six foot uh, six foot two six foot three. Arizona got on a little bit later, but because they had another priority and Trey Spivey. But I think it's—I think I speak for the coaching staff when saying that they are more than happy that they've got uh, Riley right now.
1: Yeah, the thing with him is, you know, his biggest issue at the next level will will be consistency. Sometimes he he kind of disappears a little bit, but when he's at his best, uh, he's as good as as most receivers. I, I mean, he is a big guy, like you said. He knows how to use that size. He'll go up and get the ball over DBs, really strong, hard to jam off the line. You know, it's it's pretty obvious that while slot guys are going to be a little smaller, those outside receivers that Jed Fish is trying to land, they're all bigger dudes. I mean, we saw it with T-Mac, we saw, it, you know, if you're not bigger, you better play bigger. And and he's got good speed and, and he's a guy where, you know, when everything's clicking, he's he's a really good player.
0: Yeah, now the receiving core next year is fascinating because you got Jacob Cowing, you've got T Mac. They're obviously not coming off the field. But then you got Kevin Green, you got AJ Jones, and you got a few other guys, you know, and Malachi Riley, I think, can fit right in there. There is, as loaded as Arizona is at receiver, there is playing time to be had.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because, like, Arizona lost uh, Tretch, wide receiver Trech Kekahuna, to. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin and then we're in the presser and they announced that they got Carlos Wilson, who's really good more of a, and so it's, it's like they, they lose one receiver and they bring in another talented guy. That's one position where I don't think I'll ever worry about with Arizona because they're, they're going to be able to land guys with the numbers. You know, they're playing singer. Uh, you know, they're playing cowing, you know, they're playing T-Mac. The other one's going to be up for grabs because green was behind cowing this year. So do they move him over? Do they bring in a guy to play wide like Singer did? To me, it almost doesn't matter because there's right. so much talent out the position. You, you're just confident that they're going to figure it out.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about Elijah Payne, kid originally out of uh, Nevada. He's now in uh, he's Allen, California. Massive dude at about six foot seven, 285 pounds. Again, fits into that really big build right there. Is he ready to play along the offensive line? I think he maybe
1: has to get into a little bit better shape but he's huge. I mean, he's 6'7". He looks the part. Um, I I watched some film on his senior season, and and he had a a very strong senior season 24-7. Likes him quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to play the offensive line as a true freshman, but Arizona has shown that they're willing to do it. And so if he comes in and and he gets going early on, I I don't see why not. Um, I believe that he... Is, so he's not enrolling early. So that would probably hurt him in, in that regard, but he's the guy we're down the line. Um, you know, I would assume that he's going to play quite a bit.
0: All right. Let me tell you about Candleland. Not every uh, kid has uh, in Phoenix, what they are or, or in Arizona, what they need to do to be able to succeed at the, at uh, the highest level. That's where Candleland comes in. candlelin.org They uh, help you out with um, all kinds of different supplies and they help you and they get you to the point where, you know, providing you assistance or providing kids assistance that they might not otherwise have. So again, check it out. Candleland.org. If you can help, certainly help because this is the time of the year where kids do need you know, that helped because not everybody is as fortunate as others. So, again, check it out, candlin.org, and certainly help if you can. um guy that was asked about, uh, that I've been asked about, and I really don't know much about, he's been committed forever, and I have no clue what to expect because there's not a lot of hype, good or bad. He's just been kind of there forever as Canyon Moses at that safety position. Um, what do you expect? Because, quite frankly, I don't know what to expect, and that's not a good or a bad thing. I just don't know what to expect.
1: Yeah, I just talked to him yesterday. He's a great kid. Um he's going to come in as a nickel. So, mm-hmm. he's he's one of the guys we're bringing in a couple guys to play nickel. I think it's a good position for him. He may have to get a little bit stronger, but good in coverage. Uh it's a guy that Chuck Cecil evaluated and found early. Obviously first commit in the class. Stayed solid the whole way. Uh they like him. I mean, they, they you know, I I don't know if he's going to be able to play right away as a true freshman, but He's a guy that may, you know, he could provide depth early on in his career. And then they think he'll get to that level eventually. But he's he's a solid get.
0: Last year we talked about it and it felt like there was probably 11, 12, 13 kids that were going to play pretty much immediately, whether they were starting or on the two deep. And that really kind of came to a fruition, you know, just at that freshman class. Heck, Jonah Coleman played, T-Mac played. Um, if you look on the defensive line, Kungaika, uh, Uyag- or Uyaga Lately, Jacob Manu, Ephesians Price Hawk, Dakario Davis. Who are the guys that you're looking at and saying to yourself, All right, right away, these guys should be on the field in a one or a two deep type uh, uh mold?
1: Uh, I'm looking right now, I think Polito and Genesis Smith, as we mentioned, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Carnley, the cornerback, is a guy that I would watch out for. Um, Very Arizona. long. Yeah, Arizona has some nice depth at corner, but he's a 6'3 corner coming in right away. He's legit. Uh, Arian Parrish at safety. I, I like Gavin Hunter at 6'2 nickel. I would watch out for him. Um, and, and, you know, there's probably a few others. Tay Brown, a linebacker, has really good size and length. He's a guy where I think could surprise. Uh, and, you know, Keanu Miloto, the, the Juco kid, you get Juco's to play right away. And, and I know that they were impressed by his film and what they saw From him in person, maybe it's not the too deep, but I would expect him to play some snaps. But those are probably the guys that I would focus on.
0: All right, now looking at the looking at the uh, the transfer portal guys, we talked about Justin Flow. Bill Norton is a guy that you know people uh, say, well, he didn't play a lot at Georgia. George is a different animal, man. They put eight different guy, defensive linemen in the NFL in the last two years. Just because he's not a uh, you know on the two deep in Georgia doesn't necessarily mean to me that he can't contribute at Arizona. We back the A, but at the same time, we have to be familiar with where the A stands vis-a-vis Georgia.
1: How many backups at Georgia would be one of the best players on Arizona? Every one. Right. So it's like the fact that he didn't play at Georgia means nothing to me whatsoever. Right. He's, he's, I mean, look, I, I don't know if he's going to start. Maybe it's too early for that, but he's going to play starter snaps. I mean, you don't right. get a guy like him and Jed brought him up without even being asked about it. And it was like, yeah, he, he came from Georgia. Like he's right. good. Duh. And, right. And he's huge. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't worry about that. You, you got to be a special type of player for school like Georgia to recruit you to play on their defense in Arizona. doesn't have a guy like that
0: on their roster. Tyler Manoa, another guy, was a four-star kid out of high school. I'm fine with bringing in the UCLA guys because Johnny Nansen is familiar with them. He's not going to vouch for them if he doesn't think that they could contribute. Manoa, just what do you look for for Manoa right now on that line?
1: Yeah, and I asked Jed about that. I said, look, he he hasn't done much about UCLA UCLA and throughout his career. What do you look for when you bring a guy in like that? And they basically said, look, you know, Johnny Nansen, Hunter Eccles hadn't done anything, really. And Nansen Mm -hmm. said, trust me, he's good. And he had a nice season, and this is that situation. Nansen said, let's bring in Manoa. He's going to play interior defensive line. And I'm telling you, this kid's pretty good. And they lost Keon Bars. They lost Parrish Shan. They lost Tank Wilson. They lost some other guys. So what's your worst-case scenario? Your worst-case scenario is that you brought in a guy that used to be a four-star player in high school, and he provides depth. And your defensive coordinator knows him and trusts him. Your best-case scenario is that you have a starting interior defensive lineman, who reaches his potential for one more season and plays really well? To me, a guy like him, just there isn't any downside.
0: Orin Patu, a kid out of Cal. I don't. He's the one guy I don't really know what to expect because you look at him; he's got a pretty nice frame for a pass rusher, kind of angular, but a pretty nice frame. Played well when he played a Cal, but he just didn't play very much.
1: Yeah, it's weird because he didn't play much, and and I know PFF and defensive grades. We kind of share the same opinion. It's that's really tough to judge, but he graded out well. He graded out as one of their best pass rushers in the limited snaps that he got. And for a team like Arizona that doesn't have or didn't have a lot of pass rushers, you take that risk. And if you can line them up in certain packages, even if it's only third down like a Russell Davis and you tell him to go in and go get the quarterback, having a guy like that on the roster is, is much better than not.
0: All right, a guy, Andre Veris, who you owe me a monthly membership for, for bringing over to Wildcat Authority. Andre Veris says, Jay, is there a position that still concerns you going into next season because of a lack of depth, quality that hasn't been addressed yet in recruiting in the transfer portal?
1: I think you could always get better on the defensive end position. I'd like to see them go out and get a, a proven defensive end. A guy that had sacks in his career, wherever it was, and you know can get to the quarterback. Um, you know, I defensive line to me is always going to be the, the number one priority because the quarters and the safeties don't really matter beyond that and linebacker depth you know it'll be interesting to see if nansen runs out two linebackers or if he goes with three and they decide to add more depth and he changes things around but defensive line and linebacker to me are
0: the are the two biggest ones all right more furniture morfurniture.com all right, this is—they've redone the entire PHNX Studios, and when I say redone, they've done it for all size and shapes of people. Our good pal Jacob Franklin is around seven foot three. He claims to only be six eight, but whenever I'm around him, he appears to be about seven three. That is just as comfortable for Jacob as it is for me. And again, all kinds of different, uh, all kinds of different furniture setups. Great deals as well. Check it out, morfurniture.com. If it's good enough for Jacob Franklin, if it's good enough for me, it should be good enough for the masses, especially those that back the A. Check it out, morfurniture.com. All right. Now, let's just talk about it. This class, to me, is good. Uh, A lot of people, you know, you get the naysayers out there and you say, oh, well, you know, it's only rated 44. Last year's class, to me, was really the backbone on what everything is going to be built on. Because, again, just look across the board right now. Your quarterback position is set for the net for the foreseeable future. Your running back position is set, your wide receivers, your interior O line with Wendell Mo, Jonas Sabinea, and then look on the defensive line as well. You got your Jacob Kagaika, you got your Uliago Lele, you got your Jacob Manu, you've got, excuse me, you've got a Sterling Lane, you got a Deuce Davis. You've got a Ephesians prize sock. You got a Takario Davis. I can keep going. That really to me is the backbone. Now it's about finding the guys, the biggest guys who they think they can develop that can fit in nicely next to all those players.
1: Yeah. I think they have a nice core and, and now it's about kind of taking that to the next level. Like you, once you get that core, you bring in guys that you're looking to make an immediate impact and you start to build that because I, I don't think people realize forget the quality of the starters when fish came, the depth was non-existent. Like the the majority, 95% of the guys that have gone to the transfer portal in Arizona. And yeah, there's been a few good ones, but 95% of them didn't play and and they were still in the two deep and and, and you still couldn't trust them enough to play. And so the key to me is using the young core that they have now and being able to build upon it without having to replace guys that they're in the replacement phase. And and eventually they'll get to the depth phase, but there's still a little bit of that going on in this class at certain positions, but overall
0: the core is, is pretty nice. All right. I'm going to ask you right now, Jason, over or under seven wins next season. And you can't say push, <laughs> but I want to
1: say push. You can't say push. You guys say one or the other. I'll, if you won't let me say push, I'll say over. I th- I'm
0: going over. over as well.
1: Yeah. I, I think seven's probably the number. Right. But uh, but I'm not going six. I think I, I I think Arizona fans, I mean, Arizona's better than one win better, if that makes sense. Like they should right. they should be multiple games better.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going with that. We agree, though, we're going bowling next year. Oh, Absolutely. All right. All right. Everybody out there. Really, really appreciate your comments. We've got up to 71 lives for this at a four o'clock. That is absolutely fantastic. Appreciate everybody on there. Chad McDonald's, you know where to be in Vegas. Jason Shear, you're the man. Jacob Franklin, all seven foot three of him behind the scenes making it work. I'm Mike Luke. That's Jason Shear. Jacob Franklin, you have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.